recording. Thanks so much, Tara. This is the meeting of the Visual Arts Committee for Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. I would like to call this meeting to order. Uh, we will start with roll call. Craig, can you call the roll? Yes. Commissioner Ferris? Here. Commissioner Hakimi? Here. Commissioner Liu? Here. Commissioner Musley? Here. And Commissioner Schneer? Here. Commissioner Veltrin is absent. Thank you. Thanks, um, Craig. And Commissioner McCoy is here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Commissioner McCoy. I am present. Craig has this, he has this phobia about the commissioners. I think he forgets one of us every so often. <laughs> you kind of have to remind him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Commissioner McCoy. <laughs> All right. So uh, I would like to ask for any changes to the agenda. And seeing none, I would like to begin the meeting. This meeting is being held in person and by teleconference. Today, the Arts Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote viewing and public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best we can and we ask for your patience. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment, where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each comment, each public comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken in person and remotely via WebEx. For each agenda item, the committee will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. There have been some slight system updates to provide public comments. Therefore, please listen closely to our updated public comment instructions that will be provided by, by program associate Craig Kapora. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Those joining the meeting remotely, please mute your microphones to minimize background, background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Please speak directly into the microphone and introduce yourself when you speak so that others on the phone know who is talking. I will turn it over to Program Associate Craig Kapora for public comment instructions. Craig? Thank you. The public is encouraged to submit their public comments in two ways. One, in person during this meeting, or two, remotely via WebEx. At the appropriate time, the chair will request for public comment. For members of the public using the WebEx link, please click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will place you in the public comment queue. When it is your time to speak, you will be unmuted and the moderator um, by the moderator, and when it is your time, your time is up, you will be muted. For members of the public calling by phone, you will be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear us ask you to state your name and make your comments. You are encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes when you begin speaking using a visual timer. You also receive a 30-second audible warning when your time is up, and I will say, caller, your time is up. At that point, you will be placed on mute and moved out of the speaker line. We will pause briefly before each closing public comment to ensure that no other commenters are seeking to speak on that item. 
Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items can remain on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. Anyone who speaks during the public comment period during today's meeting can send a brief written summary of their comments to be included in the minutes, if it is 150 words or less, to art-info at sfgov.org. The summary may, re may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen during each public comment period, as you see here. You may notice that <clears throat> WebEx includes a closed captioning function. You can turn that function on or off at the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Commissioner Ferris, please begin the meeting when you are ready. Thanks, Greg. I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Rame Tush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Rame Tush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Rame Tush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and cultural environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. All right, I'd like to call item number two. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number two is general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. Um, I'd like to call for gen general public comment. Is there any public comment on item number two, general public comment? Uh, we will be taking in-person public comment first. For those joining remotely, please raise your hand. And if you're listening uh, via WebEx, if you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. The instructions are currently on the screen. We are on item number two. There's no public in attendance. We will hold for about 10 seconds to see if there's any Remote public comment? No public, no public comment at this time. Thanks, Craig. All right, let's move to item number three. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number three is the consent calendar, with which we have many motions. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, I will read the motions for the consent calendar. First is the motion to approve the restoration of the mural, the chant of the earth, the voice of the land being led by Bestie Miller Coots. The mural is located on the retaining wall of Market Street at 19th Street in District 8. The mural measures 14 feet at its highest point by 120 feet wide. The restoration is funded by special project grants and will not become a part of the civic art collection. Motion to approve 
Mr. S. Letter, a mural designed by Sergey Gay. Sergey Gay. Sergey Gay, thank you, Commissioner. Junior. Junior. The mural will be installed at Heron Street at 8th Street in District 6. Mm -hmm. The mural measure, measures approximately 20 feet by 37 feet. The artwork is funded by MOHCD Cultural District and private funds and will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Third is a motion to approve the Excelsior Overtime mural designed by Claudio Talavera Bayon. The mural will be installed at four locations at 4840 Mission Street between Onondaga and Seneca in District 11. The mural measures approximately 852.25 square feet. The artwork is funded, funded by MOHCD and will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Four, motion to approve Sanctorum, a mural designed by Mel Vera Cruz. The mural will be installed at 4th Street between Howard Street and Folsom Street in District 6. The mural will be installed on three walls measuring approximately 10 feet by 20 feet, 15 feet by 40 feet, 15 feet by 40 feet, and one stairway measuring approximately 20 feet wide and 30 total steps. The artwork is funded by, funded by Caltrans Clean California and will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Five, motion to approve Wolfskate, a mural designed by Dennis McNett. The mural will be installed on 521 Jesse Street at 6th Street in District 6. The mural measures approximately 10 feet by 50 feet. The artwork is funded by OEWD and a grant from SFMTA and will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Six, motion to approve the Unity SF Skate, a mural designed by Jeffrey, Jeffrey uh, Chuang. Or Chiang, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. The mural will be installed on 521 Jesse Street along the parking lot side of the building in District 6. Mural measures approximately 55 feet by 10 feet. The artwork is funded by OEWD and a grant from SF, SFMTA and will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Seven, motion to approve SFC 415, a mural designed by Alex Nextface Montijo. The mural will be installed at 64 6th Street at Jesse Street in District 6. The mural me measures approximately 10 feet by 60 feet. The artwork is funded by OEWD and a grant from SFMTA and will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Eight, motion to amend formally approved resolution number 0503-21-114 to extend the installation an additional six months and to amend the name of the artist so that the revised motion reads, motion to approve the design of Monumental Reckoning by sculptor Dana, Dana King in partnership with the Museum of African Diaspora. The installation consists of 354 foot sculptures surrounding the Francis Scott Key Monument in Golden Gate Park. The installation will be from June 1st, 2021 through December 31st, 2023 with artwork to be deinstalled no later than January 14th, 2024. The installation will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. Nine, motion to enter into agreement with First Exposures, a San Francisco-based nonprofits art or arts organization, working through Tides Foundation as their fiscal agent for a summer youth photography program on Treasure Island starting in June 2023, ending in August 2023 for an amount not to exceed $25,000. 25, 
Motion to extend the con sorry, 10. Motion to extend the contract of Mido Lee until July 31st, 2023, with, with an additional cost increase to exceed $300 to cover the cost of extending the insurance required to continue work <coughs> on the Treasure Island Documentary Photography, Photography Program. 11. Motion to extend the contract of John Chiara until July 31st, 2023 and with an additional cost increase not to exceed $500 to cover the cost of extending the insurance required to continue on the Treasure Island Documentary Photography Program. 12. Motion to extend the contract of Janet Delaney until July 31st, 2023 with an additional cost increase not to exceed $500 to cover the cost of extending the insurance required to continue the work on the Treasure Island Documentary Photography Program. 13, motion to extend the contract of Cody Anderson Studio Percolate until July 31st, 2023, and with the additional cost increase not to exceed $500 to cover the cost of extending the insurance required to continue work on the Treasure Island Documentary Photography Program. And finally, 14, motion to extend the contract of David Allen Boyd until September 30th, 2023, with an additional cost increase not to exceed $500 to, to cover the cost of extending the insurance required to continue work on the Treasure Island Documentary Photography Program. All right. Uh, at this time, I would like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number three, the consent calendar? We will be, uh, we'll be taking in-person public comment first. For those joining remotely, please raise your hand. If you're listening via WebEx, if you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. The instructions are on the screen. We are on consent calendar item number three. There is no in-person public comment. I think we have one um, raised hand. Thank you, commissioners. Uh, my name is Alex Lemberg. I am here as president of the Eureka Valley Neighborhood Association, which is the uh, sponsoring project for item number one on the consent calendar. Uh, I just want to thank uh, the Arts Commission and the public and the Visual Arts Committee, as well as San Francisco Department of Public Works for uh, your and their um, uh, partnership uh, in making this mural restoration a reality. I, I very much appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, I also just wanted to note for the minutes uh, that the muralist's name in item number one was spelled incorrectly. It was spelled as Bestie, but her name is Betsy, B-E-T-S-I-E. Uh, again, thank you all. And uh, it's it's been wonderful working in partnership with you on this. Great, thank you very much. We'll hold for 10 more seconds for raised hands to be raised. And there's no public comment at this time. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Tara. All right, I'd like to ask for a motion. We, uh, do we have commission comments? We can, can have commission that. comments, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do welcome them. Commissioners, do you have any comments or questions? Uh, Commissioner McCoy has a question um, regarding um, motion, sorry, um, 11, 12, 13, and 14th. Um, it says for each of these individuals, it is for the cost of extending insurance. 
for the same purpose. So I don't quite understand that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Afternoon, Commissioners. It's Jill Manton, and um, sorry I'm not there in person to speak with you. Yes, we um, the contract was originally for with each photographer for a one-year period to document the evolution of Treasure Island, and due to weather and just some logistical issues, um, giving artists access to sites under construction, their work was delayed. So we decided to extend their contract a few months. The artists understand that we're not increasing their pay, but in order to extend the city contract, um, we'd have to have an extension of the insurance. So it's a direct cost to the artist and the um, commission is going to reimburse each artist for the, the cost of just extending their liability insurance while they're working on city property. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about the project or the um, mod the modification in front of you. Thank you. That answered my question perfectly. You're welcome. Thank you, Jill. Any other commissioner comments or questions? Seeing none, and I just do want to make the comment. I know usually we do not read the um, consent calendar, but reading through it today is just another reminder of all the amazing work that is going on at the Arts Commission, as well as how excited are we to see all these murals go up in San Francisco to add to our collection of murals. So, um, so thank you, commissioners, for your comments and questions. And now I'd like to ask for a motion. So moved, Commissioner Schneer. Hakimi, second. <laughs> thank you, commissioners. Uh, all those in favors, all those in favor say aye. All those opposed say nay. I'm sorry, let's start with the ayes. All those in favor say yay. Yay. <laughs> all those opposed say nay. Seeing none, the motion carries unanimously. Um, I'd like to call item number four. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number four is the Judah Streetscape. We have a discussion and possible action to approve final design re revisions of the artwork by Jesse Schlesinger uh, for the Judah Streetscape Public Art Project. I'd like to introduce project manager Marcus Davies to present the item. Marcus. Great, thanks. Good afternoon, commissioners. Um, I'll start with some background and a summary of the design changes that will be under review this afternoon, and then I'll introduce the project artist, uh, Jesse Schlesinger, to walk us through the artwork design, materials, fabrication, and maintenance consideration. Um, so this is um, kind of the street plan, and I'll reference this in, in just a second, uh, specifically the locations that are shown in the top uh, left corner. The Judah Street Public Art Project originated in 2017 as the art enrichment component of a larger streetscape plaza project in partnership with the planning department. The streetscape redesign was ultimately canceled due to transit safety concerns, but based on community support for the artist's proposal, the Arts Commission has continued work on the commission. For the past year, the project has been working its way through the major encroachment permitting process with public works. During this time, Jesse's design has had to respond to changes to neighborhood infrastructure, notably the addition of sidewalk-mounted bicycle racks and passenger loading zones and their associated accessibility requirements. 
The addition of passenger zones in particular has necessitated the following changes to the previously approved design, which informed the revised design review this afternoon. Elimination of the artwork location at Judah and 45th Avenue and four sculptures designated for this street corner and elimination of two of the five sculptures to be located on the lower Great Highway at Judah in front of the historic bathhouse, if you're familiar with the area. These are um, the location that will be eliminated at 45th Avenue is highlighted in pink in the center. And then we're retaining the two locations that continue to bookmark the streetscape um, and kind of create a destination kind of entry and uh, on both ends of Judah Street there at the beach. Um, the grouping of seven sculptures located at Judah on Judah at 43rd Avenue, the pink um, shown to the pink kind of rightmost location, uh, those remain unchanged. So overall, the design revision reduces the object count from 16 sculptures to 10 sculptures, enables and enables the project to accommodate new streetscape amenities. The changes also allow the design to address rising material and labor costs and likely mean that bronze can be reintroduced to Jesse's material palette. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'll turn the review over to Jesse. Um, and Jesse, I'm assuming you're still on the line. Let us know when you'd like to advance to the next image. And I'll do that. Uh, yeah, we can go ahead. And then, hello, everyone. Nice to, Hi, Jesse. Nice to join you. Um, so this is the section on the east end of the sort of business district out along Judah. And uh, it is in front of a church uh, which anchors that corner and kind of initiates this transition from residential to commercial. Um, there will be a series of artworks along the sidewalk here. Um, materials there will be concrete and stone and bronze. Um, I believe there are images of the materials, but the select the material choice was made um, based on uh, the site conditions being, um, you know, particularly challenging out there in proximity to the ocean. And so I chose materials that would patina well and continue to develop over time in a way that would be commensurate with the work um, and continue to look beautiful over the course of time. So um, that's the intention with the material palette. Um, there is just enough width to allow us to work uh, these here uh, in this little collection. It's also in front of a community garden, which is fairly active, which is um, sort of reanimated that corner of the neighborhood, which I'm pretty excited about. And I would like to note that I spent a lot of time in that neighborhood and walked the stretch and introduced this project to all of the stakeholders and businesses in the neighborhood. There's tremendous support for the project, which I really appreciate and I'm excited about. Uh, you can move to the next slide, please. And Jesse, I have your uh, the images of the material samples um, at the Great. tail end of, of these slides. So these are the three works that we are still able to install in front of the Deco bathroom, um, which I am excited about. It's a nice collection. If we're going to be able to keep uh, three, this is this is the ideal three to be able to retain. Um, these will include one taller work entirely in concrete. Uh, to the right or north of that would be a concrete bench type pedestal that includes a stone and a bronze, taller bronze sculpture. And to the right of that, um, a concrete and stone uh, sort of plinth 
Um, and these, I think, are framed really beautifully by the building. And uh, one of the neighbors has advanced and, and secured a, a red a zone in front of the work. So you'll be able to actually really have a clear view of these. And you'll see these as you approach, uh, as you sort of like descend Judah down towards the beach, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, please proceed to the next slide. And these give you just a sense of the uh, each individual sculpture. Um, all will be concrete pedestals, bases, plinths uh, with stone or bronze um, atop them. You can proceed to the next. The one in the, the taller ones, um, that one that was in the preceding slide is about six feet tall. Um, and the one here, the tallest sculpture is um, seven and a half feet tall or something like that. So it will be visible from a, a nice distance, which I'm excited about. Um, proceed to the next one. Uh, so these are the three that remain in front of the deco bathrooms. The pre preceding two slides uh, were up in front of the church and the community garden. Um, that one on the left there, you'll be able to, that's about eye level where that uh, cylindrical opening is through the concrete plant. Um, and then if you proceed to the next slide, you'll be able to begin to see some of the materials that we're looking at. There, we're beginning to see the bronze there. So I've run some samples and have uh, those materials in studio now of bronze casts on the left, stonework on the right, um, both atop uh, concrete uh, that will be sort of similar to what we've used. I um, All the sculptures will have a graffiti coating on them. Um, initially, I had hoped to use concrete that sort of mimicked or made reference to uh, more traditional sort of form poured concrete. Um, but I've realized that with the cavities that are the nature of that, um, graffiti might be an issue, graffiti abatement might be an issue. So I think we're going to transition to a smoother finish in which it will be easier to address should the need arise. It's concrete on the right, I mean, on the left, and then stone on the right, giving just a sense of the sort of formal shapes that we're looking at, kind of river rocks. Um, the idea, yeah, there's, there's the studio here now, that's a, a finished bronze sculpture atop a concrete pedestal plinth. And these slides are intended as material samples, uh, the plinth yeah. representing the, the concrete material, uh, the cast concrete, and just the bronze giving you a sense of what these um, casts, the, the level of detail that we're looking to achieve. I found a foundry in Los Angeles that I'm working with at the Arts Commission as some precedent with, so um, he's able to execute at a level that is uh, extraordinary. I'm very excited to be working with him. This is the foundry that cast Allison Sars uh, sculptures for the airport. That is one of the pieces that will be the taller cast bronze element. And so that you can see is slightly taller than me, I'm 5'9". Um, and this will sit or stand atop uh, one of the um, concrete uh, pedestal benches. Um, and it'll have two, uh, all of the engineering has been determined with Rabu, who has worked with the city in the past. Um, there will be two um, sort of uh, rebar kind of type rods extending into the sculpture and down into the concrete pedestal. Secure it. 
again, then the transition in the back, you can see the initial intention with the concrete and in the foreground of that image, the one he's holding is the concrete that is um, a smoother surface, which will, um, I think, make graffiti abatement simpler. Yeah. And that's the last of our images, Jesse. Um, yes. Open it up it. For, for questions at this point. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jesse. Of course, thank you all. Yeah, uh, Jesse, thank you very much. Uh, this is Commissioner Schneer. I just had a question in terms of, I think maybe from the original drawings, uh, we couldn't really see what the images are you're working on. So I don't know if there's a maquette or there are renderings, but is there something that could allow us to see that that would be most helpful? <laughs> We do the these drawings that I showed that are hard to make out here yeah, on this screen are based on a series of maquettes that uh, Jesse had produced that were that were previously presented okay. to uh, the committee. I don't have them included in this presentation. Okay. Um, but I certainly could forward them via email. Yeah, I was trying to do it on the uh, agenda, uh, but the link was dead, so I couldn't get to it. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize for not including that initial. I have a, a great photograph that really describes them because I made full scale, I made uh, miniatures of all of these that yeah. I have in the studio mm -hmm. here and use those as the initial proposal presentation. Um, those could certainly be forwarded to the commissioners. If you take this image that we're currently on, just to the right there, 2.00E, I think. Um, that, if you go slides two to the right, the studio the maquette kind of like full-scale maquette in the mm -hmm. studio here gives you a sense one more please that one yeah that that is an indicator of what that object would look like from that drawing yeah. if that makes sense great thank you but full scale yeah okay. um i don't remember seeing this was this present uh, how long ago was this presented this was wow. yeah several years yeah we, several yeah, years ago five or six years ago yeah oh so this is okay it's gone through several iterations um it's in permitting um at the moment and um we are needing to respond to changes to the streetscape um, right. over the course of the project and that's we're hoping so, so this was already approved back then and all that. yes yeah, yeah concept was improved. yeah i think it's one if not two previous design approvals yeah. So really, what 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 um, is kind of the the focus today is the the change in locations or the elimination right. of the the one location at Forty Fifth Avenue, and then the reduced object count, right. which is the um, result of the addition of the uh, the white zones and the bicycle parking and the ADA access that they they require. Okay. If that helps clarify. Well, it helps to clarify, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. because we can't really see the images, mm -hmm. um, it makes it hard to understand what the changes are. I mean, I'm, uh, it, it sounds all very reasonable. There's no problem with it, but I feel, I think we all feel we're a little bit in the dark here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, or in the light, <laughs> so right. to speak. Um, Too bright. You yes. can't see it. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult to see. Is it just because this image is difficult yeah, to, to make out here? I mean, they are. Yeah. I would ask, is it possible just in the course of our conversation, Jesse, would you be able to access the image that you said you have of oh, yeah. all of miniatures and send yeah. it to Marcus? Marcus, would you Do be that. able to access that quickly? I believe so. I think it's also readily accessible online, too. Okay. I was okay. looking at it. Yeah. It's not 
if it's not readily uh, available to pull up, that's fine, but it's worth, uh, sure. I think, a, a yeah. look. I do remember when this uh, um, went past us a couple of times. Um, yeah. I'm familiar with this neighborhood and that corridor, so I'm really excited to see these um, implemented. They're beautiful, Jesse. Uh, it's really awesome to see the work you're doing in bronze that um, mimics charcoal. That is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Thank you um, very much. I'm sorry. So it I have a, is. while you guys are pulling it up, um, I do have a couple of questions. Um, uh, and actually first, yes, I just did want to comment on that wood grain. It is beautiful. Um, and thank you for the care to the graffiti abatement because that's very, very important, um, especially the, the looking at the concrete that's less porous um, so that we don't have to get any spray paint that might be in those little divots. So thank you for yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, just wanted to check in about two things. Um, I'm guessing this is something you guys have looked at, but I just want to make sure and bring it into the conversation. One, is there any local foundries? No, no hate to LA. Mm -hmm. you know, we love LA. Uh, but are there any local foundries that could do comparable work where we can um, keep that money in our own ecosystem? Um, I would be my, my first question. Yeah, I am a real advocate for keeping resources local as much as possible in everything that I do in my life. Um, and I have not had success with the local foundries in that regard. I okay. absolutely would pursue that if it were viable. And I wonder if there, if it's worth even just, uh, I know that we work with a lot of foundries uh, doing some of the commission work that we do, if it's worth reaching out to them and just mentioning on a staff level, hey, this is also kind of the kind of work we can do. Is there a, an option of future ability to do that kind of work in a local foundry would be awesome. We started the conversation with Artworks Foundry, which is in uh, Berkeley, if not Emeryville. They are our most local, large-scale foundry. Perfect. Um, but for various reasons, they weren't able to execute the project. So we went with another known entity, which is the foundry in Southern California, that we've had great results with the Allison Star project. Okay. On, yeah, and great they, and recent results. Yeah, and thank you guys for taking that into consideration. We're always trying to find a local place. Absolutely. Oh, like, absolutely. Said, that's it's, our preference. And we've done, I feel like, due diligence in that regard, so. Awesome. Yeah, okay. I, I will also say that, like, I am an artist that works in San Francisco. My studio's in the dog patch. It's very challenging in this city, the loss of all of the fabricators that we have suffered, especially in my neighborhood. Oh, there uh, it is. It's oh. really wild. Okay. Jesse, we just pulled up your your original um, maquette set for the project okay, that has been previously reviewed and approved. And they're beautiful. Thank you so much Thank for, you, for getting that up for us, just as a, a reminder and a jog yeah. for our memory and then for new commissioners. So you get to see it because they are, are beautiful and so excited to see these um, put in. My other question, and again, I'm sure this is something that staff has looked at, um, I am very sad at the loss of six sculptures that were initially yeah. in the plan. Mm -hmm. There's no other place uh, in the neighborhood, maybe, you know, if not directly mm -hmm. on that corridor, kind of spread out from, you know, where it meets the Great Highway um, there or somewhere in the neighborhood that potentially might be a placement for these? I, we, feel, we feel similarly. Um, and we have thoroughly investigated options out there, and we are very much at this point competing with other uses of the sidewalk space, everything from you know light poles to uh, bicycle racks to mailboxes. It's a you know it's a, um, a commercially dense neighborhood. Um, we've done a lot of outreach with the community, and uh, we are 
midstream or well beyond, hopefully with the permitting process. And we had decided that um, given all the, you know, the, the, the resources that we have put into trying to find alternatives without any kind of readily available or identifiable solution that we're going to move forward with this option here. Okay. Um, the location that's being eliminated in its, in its entirety on 44, 45th Avenue was already a cluttered um, corner with bike racks, mailbox, utility pole, and um, a restaurant's parklet space. Mm. So with the addition of the white zone there, we aren't really left with any options okay. um, on that particular street corner. So we decided to concentrate on the other two kind of bookending locations. Sure, yeah. It's a great question, though, and you will feel very similarly. Yeah, I mean, what mm -hmm. a shame. Six is a lot to lose. <laughs> and they're yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would just mention, I guess, for future reference, I understand if you're in the mm -hmm. place with this project where you can't look for more um, mm -hmm. options with this. Uh, but I would say, if something like this comes up again, places I might just check in with, um, the supervisor's office of that neighborhood, because they might have some ideas around that, as well as the merchants' associations in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. They might also have some suggestions or ideas that might work. We've been working from really the outside awesome. of this project very closely with the merchants group out there, um, and both supervisors have been involved oh, in this process. Yes, Supervisor Mar and I, in particular, have had several phone calls during the planning phase and the permitting or the, the the location leading up to the permitting so we've also gone down that road and we found that the, the the community stakeholder group and the supervisors have been wonderful partners on this project oh that's great yeah and of course you guys are that just makes so much sense okay um and then last comment around that um also reaching out again if that corridor just won't take it mm -hmm. um and again future reference um looking at neighboring corridors, reaching out to like the Terraville merchants, the Parkside merchants, uh, see if they might mm -hmm. want to accept it, uh, or even going across the park where you can maybe expand if there's the funding, if there's the availability to do something like that in the future. Okay, I'll certainly take that into consideration. Does it? Yeah. Sorry, Commissioner Muslade, does it change the budget when it gets taken out? It allows us to put more resources into the, the sculptures that are remaining in that, like I mentioned, we, we're reintroducing bronze the material palette, okay. um, and then we also have since 2020, I think everybody in this room has seen it, across all projects, just price increase in both materials and labor that this reduction allows us to kind of get back ahead of and address. So we're choosing to really kind of focus on the, the, the quality of the objects that remain. Okay. Well, that's awesome, silver lining then. Yeah, that, and if, if, if it means we can have bronze, um, Wood, that's amazing. It would be beautiful. <laughs> All right, uh, checking for any other commissioner uh, questions, comments? And seeing none, I would like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number four, the Judah streetscape? Uh, we will be taking in-person uh, public comment first. If you're listening via WebEx, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. The instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number four. Um, there is no public in person, so we'll give it a few seconds if to get some hands raised. Uh, and there's no public comment at this time. Okay, great. Then I would like to ask for a motion. So move, Commissioner Schneer. Second, Musley. Thank you, commissioners. All those in favor say yay. 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 
All opposed say nay. The motion passes. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you all for your Thank you uh, all. comments and questions. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's call item number five. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue, and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number five is the 49 South Van S video wall. We have a discussion and possible action to approve the conceptual design by Zena Barake for the 49th South Venice Video Wall Project. I'd like to introduce Program Associate Craig Kapora to present the item. Craig? Great. Uh, good afternoon, Commissioners. I'm presenting the conceptual design by Zena Baraka for the 49th South Venice Video Wall Project, which this is going to be the 11th and uh, final um, proposal for this project. So uh, Zena Paraka's stop motion animation centers on California's historical trajectory through the discourse of war with two main scenes, past colonial wars as California history <clears throat> and future wars shaped by Bay Area's technological renaissance. Uh, the first scene occurs on a bridge structure derived from the Sumerian standard of Ur as one of the oldest depictions of war and evoking the Roman aqueducts to reference California's droughts. The heroine, the fictional Queen Calafia, after whom California was named, travels on a bridge to Alhambra to fight the Spanish seat of power and other elite groups of European colonial monarchs and conquistadors, sourced from works from the collection of local museums uh, like the De Young and the Legion of Honor. The bridge motif uses architectural elements from Alhambra, symbolizing Bay Area's architecture, culture, technology, and social justice. The second scene occurs in a desert landscape, referencing war technologies and fielded in California deserts. The action depicts hybrid characters from the first scene. Uh, conduct, and these are conducted through human enhancements on a large, large figure situated in an altarpiece as part of the complete composition to emphasize uh, <clears throat> rising importance of technology. Yeah. And yeah, um, seeking approval on the conceptual design for Zena Baraka. Thanks so much, Greg. Mm -hmm. All right, I would like to call for commissioner discussion or comments. Do we have any commissioner comments? Um, the, the ones we saw before, they had some, some kind of video. Um, not, not all of them had video clips. They were only required to um, produce images or video clips or, right. you know, or drawings as their, as their conceptual design. Right. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to decide on a few images. I mean, that mm -hmm. I, I, I like the images, mm -hmm. but um, um, you know, how long would, would the video be? Uh, that would be helpful because yeah, then that, it will tell us like what, the, how long the content would be there. Yeah, all the videos will be one to three minutes in length, um, with no sound. Um, I think she's still working through the length um, and her process. She hasn't actually started animation yet because she her process kind of involves the creation of the characters first before she moves on to animating them. Okay. I know animation takes a long time and a lot of work. 
Thank you, Commissioner Moosley. Hi, Commissioner Liu here. Um, I just want to have a better understanding. I mean, it's great to see the pictures and images. I want to have a better understanding of the motivation and intention behind the work. Um, the storytelling, what does it try to stabilize in terms of the, uh, is that having some sort of transformation through the animation? What, what, what exactly is the message that the artists try to convey? I'm a little bit lost here. So it will be really helpful if there is some sort of uh, rationale behind the visual communication. Right now, I don't really understand what this is trying to convey. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things she's referencing is these kind of cross-cultural exchanges with uh -huh. California and, um, and Spain as one of them. Yeah. And then also, she'll, she's kind of using technology to draw attention to technology. Sure. Yeah, and I can see that. It's a digital uh, uh, sort of integration of imageries. Mm -hmm. What I'm interested in to know is because what we have here is this is a public art and, and it's basically instoring spirits to the general public. And I'm curious to know um, what, is, what exactly is the, the commentary um, storytelling try to instill, apart from just making a comment, we're using technology. I mean, I can see that. We all know this is a digital art and it's a digital Im Im imagery. But I'm, I'm more curious to see a more concrete messaging, mm -hmm. apart from the, the medium itself. The medium is technology, we get that. But what is the medium, what, the, what is the message behind the way you're using hybrid, you know, animal and imagery of people? That, that's something I'm inviting the artists to think deeper. Um, how this is going to help the general public to relate to the storytelling itself here. Because we do have a responsibility especially public art, we do have a responsibility. Are you, like, what the, what, where the attention goes, energy flows. If we put attention on walls, that's potentially gonna create more walls. That's, that's something I think as um, public artists, we need to understand what is the message that we are actually magnifying. And that's also very dangerous if we're not aware what is the core message we're, we're, we're giving to the world. So when I hear the word wall, I'm like, I'm not sure if this is actually the energy we wanted to stabilize. And I would love to invite the artists to really think deeper, what are they doing here? So that's my comment. I think, I think yeah, I was just, sorry, just to add to that. Um, I think sometimes because you have like a minimum time or, or it's a visual and if, and there's not going to be an audio accompanied. So the visual really have to explain uh, and the narrative and uh, it could be, and if there's not, you know, it really depends on how the work ends up being, if there's anything attached to it or there's going to be, 
visual, you know, wording and things like that, storyline. But, um, you know, it can go, it can fly by somebody or it could be like something that could really do something. But um, I think, um, I think this also, I think, uh, to, to your frustration, I, I understand, uh, is because sometimes we don't get the full picture till later. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and also, you know, with some of the, like, I would say with something like animation, and you understand this, like, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to, to get a video or any kind of animation. Just uh -huh. takes a tremendous amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I will say on the side of the artist, these aren't huge budgets, you know, to be like doing pre-work and approval pre-work. Like, I know all that process and that takes a long time. So we kind of, unfortunately, I feel like we get stuck, like, we, we want to get it out. Mm. But that's that's what we have to work with. Yeah. Now, if this was like the entire budget going to one artist, then I think we can really dissect a little more. But um, but this is kind of where we're at. You know, I'm just from my own understanding. Right. That's why I'm like I'm okay with it. But there's also the final approval of the works that have to be approved. So right now we're just kind of going, okay, this artist can go ahead and get get the work done, so they know they can invest more time yeah. into it. Yeah, this, so yeah, this is a, a conceptual yeah. design, and it'll it. it'll evolve over time. But this is the basis of the narrative and the aesthetic, and then we'll yeah. allowing her to move forward. I'm fine with the aesthetic. I'm I'm more interested to learn the rationale, and I think it will be really helpful to to have a deeper understanding, um, because the, the image itself right now cannot convey what I was trying to or I think general public would like to see. Yeah, um, Commissioner McCoy here. I think we had some of this discussion in our last uh, meeting regarding this particular project. One of the things that we had come to, and I know this is not specifically about this particular uh, item that we're reviewing, it's more about the overall project, is that we wanted to see um, uh, something about what we were going to see, some description because of this particular um, possible issue, so yeah. being, uh, the art being uh, presentation being so short okay. and um, just some assistance with the interpretation of the message. So I'm not sure if uh, there's any updates on that particular request from the commission. Um, for the just for, for the, the other works? Or, yeah, the, I think we, oh. we chatted about um, having some sort of description um, being added into this project. So uh, it would actually address exactly what um, uh, Commissioner speaking. Oh, you about. mean oh, yeah, yeah. you mean for um, our wall label text? Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. that would yeah. Um, yeah, that would, yeah, that would um, be at the end of the project when when these are um, on display. I also I also think just just one more thing. This is the first time our commission is doing something like this. Right. You know, motion graphics. Right. Mm, right. It's, this is not has been something within our warehouse. Right. So it's a small budget. I think it's a great start. And we're going to learn more. And I think the future is going to hold more of these kind of projects because we're digital, you know, as much as we want regular art, you know, 2D art and 3D art, and it's also going to be digital art. Yeah. So this opens up the door to a lot of a lot of ideas. So I'm excited about it happening. It's, and I'd like to see where it's going to go. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. I might also recommend at our next VAC to see if the artist can attend um, and present yeah. on her concept and just be able to describe the mm -hmm. intent and the storyline and maybe 
you know, expand on that a little bit more so we can respond to your question. Sure. So, Thanks. I actually love, because I, I was listening to all this, so when I sit over here out of context, I have no idea what's happening over here. I have to tell you honestly, I'm kind of lost. Because you put, you said there's a uh, imagery for a um, video, and then I don't know oh. what the location oh. is. I'm not <laughs> understanding if this is part of a big, so it's important. Look, yeah. I understand as a commission, we work together on months and years on this. Yeah. The public who come on these meetings need a little bit of context. So for me, who I'm single, I've never seen this, mm. you, the context is missing. I think that's really what the frustration is because it's not necessarily uh, art is subjective and that's the whole point of all this, but is art that is public or side? I want to ask, please invite the artists. It makes a huge difference to have the artists. I think if they're presenting their work this early yeah. on, mm -hmm. we need to know what their message is, what their thought is, yeah. but also, when you're doing this, can you give us a little more context? Because sure. this, I think that's part of the frustration right now. Yeah, yeah. I actually love the love the imagery, but yeah. I don't know what is it going to be. Is it a yeah. big wall? Is it a small wall? Is it going to be used with different yeah. other artists? Yeah. You didn't give any context. So yeah. for me, and I'm listening to everybody, seems like you guys have talked about this before, so I haven't. Yeah, so. this, this was a, a previously approved project yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, from over a year ago, and then th this is the conceptual phase of the design. And, and yeah, that's important because a year later, yeah. we all need to be refreshed. Yes, every right. month, yeah. we see so many different. So, if you can please maybe change, maybe that's on us to change the presentation to make sure there's a little more context to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. And, and also, I think I, I absolutely agree with Commissioner Hakimi. Art is a dialogue, yeah. and in here we are is try to ensure that the language that we we display or project to the general public is something that the public will be receiving and get it without too much explanation. And, and that's our job here, right? So I think it would be super helpful to have the artist to have a discussion with the commission so that we can better understand what's the rationale behind their work and also helping them to shape it up. So that would be really helpful. Thank you for your comments, commissioners. And um, I would say for my part, I will try to uh, give some context in the beginning um, for some of these projects that you guys weren't here when we started. I know sometimes these projects take years. Um, yeah. And so we come back and we revisit ones that have come before us um, throughout the project uh, process. So, um, so yeah, uh, I think maybe we can, mm -hmm. within uh, the presentations of the project, you guys, even if it's yeah. just like Do two or three sentences, yeah. like, hey, this An came before, exactly. Yeah. And then I will, for my part, try to also say the same thing when we're reintroducing some of these projects. Because I know it can be hard to keep track. Yeah, and, and it's not a criticism. I think it's an opportunity for us to expand our ways of presenting as to, the, to the public. Because I know nobody's here, but presuming that, you know, presumption that we're working for them. So. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Um, yeah, no, I get it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this was a good discussion, I think, for all of us, because yeah. moving forward, I think this will be helpful because, you know, groups, committees kind of change over time and, and right. we have a just a little more explanation. And even us, like if we see something like six months ago, we need a little bit refresher. So I think this is helpful. And thank you again for everything you, you, you've done. Can I just add one little thing? Sorry, I just because you know, like I know the city very well, but I don't know every every location of every wall and every corner. Mm -hmm. It'd be wonderful that every time we present, also give us a visual, like a map visual, of the physical location. It makes a huge difference just to visually see what we're going to, like, including the one before that we watched, because I don't I have no visually, I have no conceptual idea of what the space that they're doing it is. Yeah, that's helpful. Other than the map. Mm -hmm.
but a picture would be great if you okay. guys can do that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Maps are always handy to know where we're talking about in the city. Um, Google makes everything Two things to add. One, commissioners, don't forget to say your names when you speak so people that are not here know it's you um, that is speaking. And then secondly, I would say um, at this point in the process of projects, this is the perfect time to give feedback to the artists where they are in the conceptual phase um, just to give them ideas to think about as they're moving forward in their own creative process. So um, so I, I appreciate your comments. Thank you very much. And. Uh, thank you, Craig, for the uh, work that you're doing, and I'm sure you'll pass on our comments um, in the process to the artist. Of course. All right, any other uh, comments, questions from commissioners? Thank you so much for your comments, commissioners. All right, let's call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number five, the 49 South Venice video wall? Um, we will be taking in-person public comment first. If you're listening via WebEx, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. The instructions are currently on the screen. We are on item 549 South Venice video wall. Um, there's no public in attendance, so we'll give it a few seconds for online comments. And there's no public comment. Thanks, Craig. All right, I'd like to ask for a motion. So move, Schneer. Second, Wesley. Thanks, commissioners. All those in favor say yay. 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 All opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. Great, thanks so much, commissioners. Thanks, Craig. Let's move to item number six. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number six is the 49 South NS Project 2D Artwork Program. So uh, just as context, this is the same location. Uh, the last item we were looking at was the videos. This specifically is for the 2D artwork. So we have a discussion and possible action to approve the list of two-dimensional artworks for purchase and display at the 49 South NS Building Project. Kim Anno, Natural History 2021 Oil on Aluminum 84. I will wait until we call for the motion and thank you. And instead, I will now introduce project manager Alita Lee to present the item. Alita. Hi, good afternoon, commissioners. Um, I'm here today. Ooh, this is just passing through the motion, the motions and the artworks. Um, I'm here today to present the finalized 2D artwork purchase list for the 49 South NS project. Um, since there are some new commissioner, commissioners on the uh, Visual Arts Committee, I'd like to provide some background to the project. Um, the 49 South Venice Avenue building and project is a permit center um, and office building that is occupied by several city departments. The new city building is an 18-story tower on 11th Street between Market and Mission Street. So if you recall where the old Goodwill was, was on that corner, that's where it is now. Um, and it includes uh, uh, various city agencies in that building. This includes the Department of Public Works, uh, Department of Building Inspection, the Fire Department, PUC, uh, Public Health, Planning Department, Rec and Park, 
Board of Appeals, Entertainment Commission, Office of Cannabis. As you can see, there, there are a lot of different agencies in this new building, and it's beautiful if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. Um, so the new artworks uh, to be purchased will join the 49 South Bend STD art programs existing collection currently exhibited on multiple floors of the building. Um, these uh, new artworks will go onto additional empty walls in common areas that have been cited on floors uh, 2 to 16. Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what is currently in the collection just to give you an overview. Um, so we have a total of 32 artworks that were purchased for the uh, 49 South Bend S building. This includes 15 Bay Area based artists, uh, 11 female artists, uh, and four male artists. And these artworks are located in the common areas throughout floors three through 16. And these medias include painting, drawing, fabric on quilt, photography, collage, and mixed media. Um, in terms of the project goals that we had for this round two of the 2D artwork uh, purchases, it includes the following. Uh, the Arts Commission is seeking original artworks for the prominent locations within the city office space that reflect the nature of the work performed by the departments housed within it, the built urban environment, the historical, cultural, environmental, and diverse landscapes of San Francisco and the Bay Area. And uh, just to remind uh, the commissioners, the art enrichment budget is 300 300,000, which is inclusive but not limited to the 2D artwork purchases, the artist selection process, art handling, documentation, plaque costs, ad service, and contingency. And then uh, on the next slide, you'll see just a brief overview of the timeline for the project. Um, we did a panel review of the artists and selected a shortlist in April 11th of 2022. On April 20th of 2022, we had a, a VAC approval of that shortlist. This shortlist contained um, artists that were we would potentially purchase artwork from for this 2D artwork purchase. Um, and then the following month, May 9th, 2022, we had a full commission approval. Um, May 29th of 2022, we had a 49 South NS stakeholder panelist meeting to discuss the shortlist and the artworks for purchase. These were folks that are actually users of the space um, uh, uh, from different city agencies in the building. Um, and then in April, oh, oh, and now we fast forward to now, and uh, I know there's a bit of a, uh, uh, like a year in between <laughs> what has been happening so far um, and just wanted to comment that there was a lot of transition happening in the public art team at the time. Um, we had someone get promoted, which is very exciting, as well as another project manager that left our team. And so we had to deal with juggling all the transition that was happening on our team. Um, but the hope is that we will get the approval of the finalized purchase list at today's um, VAC. Um, and then in the following month of May 2023, uh, send out contracts for artwork purchases with the with these artists um, from June to August of 2023, have delivery and framing of artworks and hopefully to have installation by the fall of 2023. 
Um, so a little, giving you an overview of the uh, new 2D artwork purchase list, we have 22 of 23 are Bay Area-based artists, um, and we are purchasing 35 artworks total. We have uh, 14 female artists and 10 male artists, and artworks will be located in commons areas throughout floors 2 to 16. Mediums include painting, drawing, fabric, textile, tapestry, photography, collage, and mixed media. And so in the following slides, I will be sharing the 2D artworks for purchase lists um, and giving a brief description of the artist's practice. So first we have Kim Ano with Natural History. Kim's interest and expertise has been in the intersection of art and science, particularly in aesthetic issues surrounding climate change, water, and adaptation. The influence of abstraction and abstracting something remains prominent in Ano's practice. Next, we have Deborah Ashheim, a human being. Uh, Deborah Ashheim's work is about memory and place. She is interested in all the ways we remember, we remember and make meaning in shared spaces and how meanings change over time. Next, we have Tara Daly. The title is, If Economic Growth Can Be Substitute for Equality, Then Equality Can Be a Substitute for Economic Growth. Jason Hickel. Tara is a multimedia artist working in ceramics who makes paintings and textiles in material-driven processes that explore power, collapse, and connection. Next, we have Mel Davis with two works, Mirror One and Mirror Two. Mel explores the fundamental properties of the medium through works that range from monochromatic of canvases to all-over gestures featuring representational elements drawn from nature. Next, we have Janet Delaney with three works. We have uh, AIDS activist, first Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade in 1986, Heart of the City Farmer's Market, 1983, and Helen and her husband Chester at the Helen Cafe, 486 6th Street, 1980. Uh, Janet uses research interviews and photography to record the untold stories of cities in transition. Next, we have the artist Vincent Escarino, the basket maker. Vincent's subject matter is queer slash drag culture and history. As a Native American artist, he also has a keen interest in Native American history and exploring and exposing modern Native American culture. Next, we have the artist Nina Fabumi with three artworks, A Lion is Born, Chasing Shadows, and Nightlight. Nina is known for her emotional charge expressive and te expressive technique, which is primarily derived by the use of a palette knife. Inspired by her roots and environment, her paintings capture the beauty and energy of the Bay Area where she resides. Next, we have Sheila Gadini, Shelter in Place 20. Sheila is interested in calling attention to the ubiquitous but often overlooked spaces between things as well as the shadows cast by them. She finds the chair form compelling as a marker in space, as a symbol of both presence and absence, and as a fundamental architectural form that also has the potential to hold memory. Next, we have Victoria Hillwell uh, with four works, Clarendon Avenue, San Francisco, Day 44-25-20, Fort Mason, San Francisco, and Mariposa Street, San Francisco. 
Victoria is a lens-based artist and creates archives of the everyday to highlight and value ordinary human experience. Next, we have the artist Ray Ko, San Francisco Urban Fabric. Ray Ko is a photographer and filmmaker who uses drone technologies to forge what he terms as wild content. Drones allow Ko to conceptually draw, paint, and sculpt using a mixture of aerial cinematography combined with traditional photography. Next, we have Carrie Letterer, uh, Deep in the Willowax 2. Carrie works uh, transport viewers across land and sky, illuminating a path to the deep, dark recesses of our universe. Her perspective, both micro and macro, conveys the bold and delicate forms that exist in the mysterious realms that surround us. Next, we have Derek Lynch, Habitat. Derek's work involves the creation of urban-based idealized landscapes in dreamlike circumstances. His use of ambiguous relationships and unsettling juxtapositions of ge geographic locations in the Bay Area are prominent features of his work. Next, we have Paul Madonna with Trans Bay Art. Paul is a, an award-winning artist and writer who combines drawing and fiction in a wide range of forms, from murals to novels. Next, we have David Maisel, The Lake Project 18. David's chief concerns are the politics and aesthetics of radically human altered environments and how we perceive our place in time via investigations of cultural artifacts from, from both past and present. His work focuses on power and the production of space by examining landscapes and objects that are off limits, quarantined or hidden from view. Next, we have Christopher Martin, Ever Been Someplace. Christopher is a multidisciplinary artist exploring the African diaspora and indigenous histories. Con fibers are the primary medium of storytelling in order to reclaim the roots of the Atlantic slave trade. Christopher's hands cut and sewn monumental tapestries, ba tapestry banners in contrasted black and white images tell a surreal story of religion, captivity, and freedom. Next, we have Sean McFarland, untitled 4.5 billion years of lifetimes, clouds number one. Sean's landscape photographs are equal parts theater and documentary. Uh, McFarland combines and layers images and mediums to create scenes that are at once convincing and impossible. Next, we have Carmen McNall with uh, untitled, three untitled works. Uh, Carmen's work tells the story of female figures of strength, focusing on those who work with their hands, keeping alive the artifacts of humanity. I just want to say these are a few images of her past work, and Carmen will be commissioned to create three similar works in this specific style, uh, representing the female figure. Next, we have Elizabeth Jimenez Montelongo, Grief and Power. Elizabeth's work addresses themes of identity, transformation, and empowerment. Her work is influenced mainly by her indigenous Mesoamerican ancestry, um, Mexica, Aztec artwork and philosophy, Mexican culture, raza, history, and her experiences as an indigenous Chicana Mexican woman. Uh, next, we have Sarah Newton, Treasure Island Road, elevation nine feet. Sarah works primarily on paper in a variety of media, including drawing, etching, and woodblock print. 
In her work, Sarah often focuses on spaces and details of the everyday built environment that generally exist at the periphery of attention. Next, we have William Rhodes in collaboration with Emery Douglas. Uh, this is titled African American Solidarity Quilt. Uh, William is trained as a furniture maker by master craftsman and as a folk quilter by his grandmother and other artists. Uh, multimedia artist William Rhodes uses his talent and empathy to give voice to African-American histories and communities before they are lost to time. Next, we have Chloe Roth, The Avenues. Chloe focuses primarily on capturing the unique architecture of San Francisco in orthographic drawings and paintings. Troubled by the decolorization of San Francisco's historically colorful houses and the proliferation of what the SF Chronicle termed gentrification gray, and as a way to cope with the two years of, of the pandemic, in her latest project, she aimed to paint every single house in the outer sunset neighborhood. <laughs> Next, we have Claudio Talavera Bayon. Uh, titled Ese Oscuro Dia in El Campo. Claudio captures the essence of the ordinary people's lives and their surrounding across diverse regions and cultures of the Americas. He explores themes that highlight important and social cultural aspects of the people and places he has encountered. His work is also a tribute to immigrants like himself who left their home countries in search of new horizons. And Last but not least, we have Tanya Wisherath uh, with three works, The Bouquet, The Mare's Nest, and The Star. Tanya's work is highly autobiographical, depicting an intimate and surreal landscape of gender fluidity and contemporary queer expression. Her works and drawings act as a visual memoir and utilize her surrounding community as models, their depictions vacillating between allegorical and personal. And those are all the works that are on this uh, 2D purchase list for the 49 South Venice pro project. Thank you so much for that presentation, Alita. Wow, what beautiful work. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing, all of that in that one building, along with the um, video art that we were just looking at as well. Um, so I would check with commissioners, is there uh, any questions or comments? I just want to comment, Commissioner Schneer, that I think that this is an amazing group of work and that you and the panelists have done a fabulous job on it and congratulations to all around. Uh, I think they're incredibly appropriate for this building, for what it's housed, and I thank you for your presentation. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Hekimi, so uh, first of all, thank you because of the diversity of the work. I want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, I have the honor of serving on the Equity Council also at the Planning Department at 49 South Madness. So I'm very excited to see these workshops. A couple of questions I had. So you said that there were 32 that we are purchasing. Out of 32, 15 are local, which I'm assuming San Francisco local, Bay Area local, if I can ask that question. Yes, I. we can go back to that slide. So for this new purchase, of suite of purchases, we have, and I can just read that out while I get to the slide, 22 of the 23 are Bay Area artists, and we are purchasing 35 artworks for purchase. And your question may be, why is it 22 out of 23? Um, that other 
one artist is actually an LA-based artist, but she her name is Deborah Ashheim, and she worked with the Arts Commission for the Art on Market Streets Project Program Series, um, where she uh, highlighted it was for the Summer of Love, I believe, in 2017, and yes, 2017. And she had uh, featured highly detailed pen and ink drawings of the people and events that defined 1967, specifically in the Bay Area, I believe. Thank you. So the, the question is, so out of 35, so the other uh, 13, can I ask you what the, is it all throughout the United States? Like that, that's the question I have for the. 13? It's uh, multiple purchases. Uh, one artist. Oh, sorry. Be multiple purchases. So, but is it 35 total artwork we're purchasing? That's what I'm yes. getting. Yes. Yes. I see. Yes. Sorry. I see. Not, so not they're all Bay Area. That's what I'm asking. Oh, thank. That's what except I'm for one. So that's what. That's what I got confused. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. And then you mentioned something about um, you had a meeting with the stakeholders. So, because this is a very big issue right now, the planning department and that building in particular, we're really trying to be dealing with equity issues. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to ask, what, what, when you say stakeholder, are these just people who were working the building? or They actually, work the building. Yeah. We had someone at the planning department, someone in the public health department. The, gosh, I should have that list. Um, building, uh, Public Utilities Commission. We, we had, uh, and I can pick. Maybe pull up the list of how. No, so I just want to. So, so the reason I'm re raising this question was I, I want to tell you on a personal note. Like I, out of all the artists, I didn't see any Middle Eastern artists, and I don't know if I'm mistaking or Sorry. so. Like the Middle Eastern artists, I don't okay. see any, and I'm I might be mistaken. And I say that from the point of we need to need to pay attention because that building in particular part of the conversation we're having these days is how this city has forgotten few of its own communities and that's what this equity council is trying to do mm -hmm. i i really want to encourage us to look at it from also we need to be more diversified this is very diverse don't get me wrong but i also want us to pay attention to the fact that it's not really dealing with because that when you're having 35 pieces we should really represent every community in this city and that's not really being represented. I, I, I just want to say it as a, I'm a gay, Iranian, lesbian, San Francisco immigrant. So a lot of these re represents me, but also I'm, there's some that are missing. So I just want to make sure that when we do these, when say, you know, when you said that, you know, in that building and stakeholders, I think the stakeholders are actually these different di uh, communities in this city. Yeah, thank And I you, thank just you. wanted to point that out. I want to ask that we keep, because this building is not for the people who are working in there. It's actually the planning department, which is, everybody who does anything in the city has to go to that building. Yeah. So it's really the people's building. It's not the people who are working over there. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage us to kind of think differently when we talk about equity in these sort of representation of artwork. Um, yeah, I think Sorry, I'm not challenged. I'm no, just, no, no, no. I'm just, I just think something I we agree. need to expand or yeah. play of I appreciate that comment. I mean, yeah. we also, and um, I think we do have a Middle Eastern artist. I, I'm, just, I'm just pointing out as, as I, 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 I'm in the sure artwork that has Thank already you. been installed in in the 49 yes. South Finesse program. We I think it fr actually the, the very front. There's yes, yes, yes. she's an Iranian artist actually. I want, but I'm saying as we're doing this, I just like for us to think about the communities that represent city, not just the people who work in the city in that sense or the departments, because we really have forgotten few in in representing few others. So we need to be more conscious of the diversity of our communities that don't get represented. Art is a very important part. So I just want to thank you for the diversity. Please don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I, I'm really appreciative of the, of the equitable representation. 
I just want to make sure when we talk about people who get a say in what we get to purchase, sure. it needs to be intentional and represent different communities that we represent as the art commission. Yeah. So just wanted to tag that. Couldn't Thank agree you. more. <laughs> um, I'd like to say something, Commissioner Mosley. Um, I want to second what you're saying. Um, it is something that I've noticed over time, not just, uh, by the way, I love the work, I love the presentation. Um, do you want to really point out, when, when we say stakeholders, I think that's important. I just, to me, like it, makes, it makes sense what she just said, which is there's a difference between stakeholders of somebody that works in the building or runs a department and the stakeholders of what this department represents, which is the entire city and everybody that works in it. So I did take note of this thought a long time ago, actually, I even wrote it down, is that and I reached out to some artists, uh, Middle Eastern artists. I go, do you, how come I don't notice a lot of grants or things like that? And, you know, it wasn't anything stuck out. It was just people, you know, didn't really get a clear answer. Some people didn't know. Some people just, you know, whatever it was. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, right? But I also think it's important for us to make note of the things we need to mm -hmm. improve improve right and we all we could all participate in that too and um so i think that's that's something to think about and nothing to do with what you're doing so i don't really take this like we're coming down on you here not not at all i think the presentation is great the work is great uh, but it is a good note to think about for next time and if I can just, you know, make a comment. So for our artist selection panels, and you may all well know because you've served on these panels many times before, you know, our panelist group usually consists of arts professionals. We try to our best degree for diversity and for arts professionals that have a connection to the neighborhood or the location in which the artwork is being installed. We also have community members serve on the panel as well. Um, for these projects. Um, I think because this was kind of a second round of a process that we already went through, that the composition of that panel was slightly different. But for our typical processes and certainly for the public, the permanent public art pieces um, that were selected for 49 South NS, we did go through that process. Um, so having said that though, we are always looking to diversify our group of arts professionals. And our professionals, you know, are, we get, get approved by Ralph, <laughs> our Director of Cultural Affairs, but we, we want a diversity of arts professionals because we know that the diversity of the panel impacts the selection of the artists. So, I mean, I'm encouraging commissioners if they have, um, you know, people that they have worked with that they would recommend, we'd be more than happy to consider them if the project makes sense. Um, for the panel of the project makes sense in that particular location. So we welcome your kind of input and opinion on that. Yeah. Commissioner McCoy here. Um, we had this exact conversation in yesterday's um, uh, community investments meeting, how the panels and, and who's on the panels make a big difference. So um, one thing that we spoke about is really understanding, you know, what's coming up, what dates mm -hmm. do you need, uh, and 
who are you looking for specifically? What type of uh, specialty or uh, you know background, you know ethnicities, etc. Um, uh, that we can focus on? Because I think all of us here have a wealth of uh, people that we can actually make an introduction to. The other thing that we spoke about is actually for commissioners to make the introduction, not just to send somebody over, but to actually do a handoff. So um, kind of coordinating that, I think, throughout everything that we do in the commission um, and kind of having a better practice of that could help with uh, addressing some of these um, items of equity that we uh, are seeing really come to light, and but um, we're also seeing some great work and great progress as well on. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And we always bring project plans at the inception of a project to the commission for review and approval. And I think that's the time typically when we ask for a visual arts commissioner to be able to serve on the panel. And I think that's an opportunity as well to reach out and see if any of you all have connections with arts professionals that might be able to serve on the panel to see if it's a good fit. So just timing wise, that seems like a good time to do that. Mm. Thank you. Commissioner Hakimi, so I just wanna, I, and I don't know if this is a place to have some, but I'm gonna just say that this has, since I joined the commission, it has been my personal commitment to bring the Middle Eastern community into this commission and into the art world that we represent because they're, they're really absent. And what I see is only few already very well known who have made it. And I can promise you there's a lot. So I've, I, I know part of the challenge is the community itself because it has never learned or have had access they don't even know when I'm talking to these artists, they don't even know about what we do over here. Right. I think that's part of our problem, mm -hmm. is like there's certain groups of, and I say because that's my commitment in that sense. Mm -hmm. You know, the gay community is very strong, the women community, but I'm just focused on things that are not as strong as I sit in this commission. Um, but I also know my responsibility to connect these, so however way I can help, and I, you know, as you said, I, resourcefulness is definitely not a problem. But I need to know what we're doing because if I, I didn't, you know, this project obviously I wasn't part of, I don't know, but if I am engaged as, as commissioner of what's coming and what you're looking for, we can put the word out to make sure that the pool gets diversified. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for your hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, commissioners, for your comments. Um, thank you, Mary, and thank you, Alita, for uh, some of the information to some of those questions. Um, I, I definitely appreciate and I welcome the conversations around equity and fairness. Uh, that is part of our goal is to create an equitable and fair arts and cultural environment in San Francisco. And in these conversations, we do our best to um, yeah, improve upon what we're doing. The Arts Commission does a great job of uh, making sure that's one of our priorities and I appreciate as commissioners that we are acting in support of that. So thank you commissioners for your comments. All right, uh, any other commissioner comments, questions? And seeing none, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number six, 2023? Oh, art on Market Street poster series. Oh. Oh. That does not, that is not, <laughs> hold on. Item 649 South Van S. there you Let's go. Let's go back. Thank you. On the 49 South Van S. Project 2D Artwork Program. Um, we'll be taking in-person comment first. If you're listening to the meeting via WebEx, please raise your hand now. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. The instructions for public comment are on the screen. We are on. Item six. Um, and 
There's no public in attendance. We'll give it a few seconds for online public comment. There's no public comment at this time. Okay, great. Um, actually, I have one comment and then I will uh, read the motion. Um, and we'll go through all of the uh, items. Uh, just one comment I did want to make. I, I noticed and appreciated as well that uh, Kim Anno, let's see, it was Kim Anno, uh, Derek Lynch, and Paul Madonna are all included in this collection as they are at um, the International Airport, that trio of the landscape um, uh, works by them, and which is amazing. And I'm so excited to see them in this collection together. Uh, just to put a word out if that can be considered in how the curation and where these pieces end up. Um, not necessarily right next to each other like they are in um, SFO, but if they can also be in conversation together in the curation, I think that would be lovely. So it kind of plays off how they are um, at SFO as well. All right, and with that, I will read through the uh, the motion. So we have a discussion and possible action to approve the list of two-dimensional artworks for purchase and display at the 49 South Venice Building Project. Kim Anno Natural History 2021 Oil on Aluminum 84 inches by 56 inches for $15,000. Deborah Ausheim Human B in January 14, 1967, 2016 Ink and Watercolor on Duerlar. 50 inches by 40 inches, $6,000. Tara, uh, Tara Daly, if economic growth can be a substitute for equality, then equality can be a substitute for economic growth. Jason Hinkle, 2022, satin, cotton, acrylic, nylon, and other cordage, yarns and ribbons, glass, wooden, and plastic beads, acrylic sheeting, 62 inches by 64 inches by three inches, $45,000, oh, sorry, $4,500, to clarify. <laughs> Mel Davis, Mirror One, 2022, oil on canvas, 36 inches by 24 inches, $5,000. Mel Davis, Mirror Two, 2022, oil on canvas, 36 inches by 24 inches, $5,000. Janet Delaney, AIDS activist, first Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade, 1986. 1986, archival pigment print, 30 inches by 30 inches, $6,000. Janet Delaney, Heart of the City Farmer's Market, 1983. 1983, archival pr uh, pigment print, 30 inches by 30 inches, $6,000. Janet Delaney, Helen and her husband, Chester, at the Helen Cafe, 486 6th Street, 1980. 1980, archival pigment print, 30 inches by 40 inches, $6,000. Vincent S. Carreno, the Basket Maker, 2018, oil on canvas, 30 inches by 30 inches, $7,000. Nina Fubunmi, a Lion is Born, 2018, oil on canvas, 36 inches by 36 inches, $2,910. Nina Fubunmi, Chasing Shadows, 2017, oil on canvas, 36 inches by 48 inches, $3,600. Nina Fubunmi, Night Light 2017, oil on canvas, 28 inches by 54 inches, $3,800. Sheila Gadini, Shelter in Place 20, 2021, graphite and colored pencil drawing, 29 inches by 26 inches, $1,800. Victoria Heinwheel, 
Clarendon Avenue, San Francisco, 2017, archival pigment print on watercolor paper, 36 inches by 24 inches, $950. Victoria Heil, Heil Wheel, day 40, 4 25 20, 2021, archival print, <coughs> pigment print on watercolor paper, 36 inches by 24 inches, $950. Victoria High Wheel, Fort Mason, San Francisco, 2018, archival pigment print on watercolor paper, 36 inches by 24 inches, $950. Victoria High Wheel, Mariposa Street, San Francisco, 2018, archival pigment, pigment print on watercolor paper, 36 inches by 24 inches, $950. Uh, Ray Co. San Francisco Urban Fabric 2021 Archival Pigment Print 40 inches by 50 inches $6,000. Carrie Letterer Deep in the Willow Wax 2 2023 Acrylic Gouache on Paper 29 and 3 quarters inch by 36 and a half inches uh, $8,500. Derek Lynch Habitat 2020 Acrylic on Wood 37 and a quarter inch by 36 inches. $3,800. Paul Madonna, Trans Bay Park, 2021, pen and ink on watercolor paper, 20 inches by 30 inches, $3,500. David Mazel, The Lake Project, 18, 20, 2003, archival pigment print, 29 inches by 29 inches, $12,000. Christopher Martin, Ever Been Someplace? dot 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 2019 fabric and wood 62 inches by 36 inches $4,500 Sean McFarland untitled 4.5 billion years a lifetime clouds number one 2019 cyan cyanotype 21 and 20 uh, so 21 inches by 28 inches $6,500 Carmen McNall untitled number one 2023 acrylic on hard carved wood panel 24 inches by 30 inches $3,200 Carmen McNall untitled number two 2023 acrylic on hand carved wood panel 24 inches by 30 inches $3,200 Carmen McNall untitled number three 2023 acrylic on hand carved wood panel 24 inches by 30 inches $3,200 Elizabeth Menez Montelongo grief and power 2011 oil on canvas 48 inches and by 36 inches, $3,000. Sarah Newton, Treasure Island Road, elevation nine feet, brown and blue ink, gouache and chalk on tan paper, 22 inches by 28 inches, $1,400. William Rhodes and Emery Douglas, African American Solidarity Quilt 2021, paint, pencil, pen and fabric, 60 inches by 72 inches by 0.5 inches, $10,000. Chloe Roth, The Avenues, 2022, pen and ink and watercolor on watercolor paper, 27.5 inches by 20 inches, $6,500. Claudia, Claudio, uh, Talavera Bayon, uh, Essay Oscuro Dia en El Campo, 2021, oil on canvas, 60 inches by 40 inches, $9,500. Tanya Wisherath, Wisher, the Boutique 2022 ink and oil paint on arches watercolor paper 42 inches by 45 inches $3,200. Tanya Wisherath, The Mare's Nest 2022 ink and oil paint on arches watercolor paper 
28 inches by 42 inches, $3,200. And finally, Tanya Wisherath, the Star 2022 ink and oil paint on Arches watercolor paper, 31 inches by 42 inches for $3,200. Yay. Good job. <laughs> At this time, I would like to call for public comments. Are there any public comments? No, we did oh, that. No, we, we did it. We did it all. Okay. Ask for the motion. I would like to. <laughs> we are at the motion. I would like to call for a motion. So moved. Sessioner. Second. Hakimi move. second. <laughs> second. All right. Uh, I would like to, uh, all those in favor, say yay. 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 All opposed, say nay. The motion passes. Thank you, All commissioners. Right. Thank you, Craig. All right, let's call item number seven. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Thank you so much, Alita. Uh, item number seven is the staff reports. Uh, this is a discussion only, and I would like to introduce Civic Art Collection and Public Art Program Director, Mary Chu. Mary. Thank you, Commissioner Ferris. Hello, commissioners. Um, I have a very exciting um, announcement, and that is to introduce our new project manager for collections, Grace Weiss, to our team. <laughs> Welcome. Grace started a mere two days ago with us, <laughs> uh, but she has been an arts professional um, since 2015. Prior to joining us, she served as associate registrar for collections at the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. She has presented internationally on best practices for media arts registration and is the author of Managing Digital Art in Museum Registration Methods, Sixth Edition. Since receiving her MA in Museum Studies from New York University and a dual BA degrees in Art History and Communications from Fordham University, her passion for cultural preservation has always been central to her work. We are so lucky to have her. Thank you for your warm welcome and welcome, Grace. Um, this weekend um, at the Art Market Fair that starts actually tomorrow and runs through Sunday at Fort Mason, I will be moderating a talk with three of our Central Subway artists, very exciting, entitled Art That Transports Highlights from the Central Subway Public Art Collection. So it's this Saturday from two to three, and I will be moderating a talk with three artists, Leslie Shows, Yimei Ho, and Amanda Hewen of Hewen Starkweather. So one artist representing each of the underground stations that we did our work in. And then two exciting installations coming up. One actually happening this Sunday is an artwork by Roxy Payne called Node for actually one of the central subway stations, Yerba Buena Moscone Center mm. at 4th and Clementina Street. This is a 110 foot stainless steel sculpture that's going to be installed wow. um, called Node. Significant piece, wow. very exciting, coming in at 4 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Thank you to Jackie and perhaps, I don't know if Allison is waiting to be there as well for such an early start at 4 a.m. But essentially this piece is coming as one entire whole wow. piece oh, wow. um, on a flatbed through the city and then they're going to lift it up with a crane, very oh, large crane, and put it in place. 
So it is very exciting <laughs> not to encourage people to visit or congregate in that area. <laughs> but it's going to be a sight to see, like when they, you know, move that Victorian house down the street. So um, very exciting to have that piece finally installed. It's been sitting in storage for quite a while. So we're happy to see it, see the light of day. Um, the other piece actually that's starting installation as well in May is the uh, artwork by Hiroshi Sugimoto um, for the Yerba Buena Island hilltop, the park at the hilltop. And so that installation will be happening for a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, the park does not open to the public, at least for another six months or so, but you'll probably be able to see it from the Bay Bridge and from other sites because it's at the top of Yerba Buena Island. Aww. So. It's exciting to have that also come into fruition. And that is it for my announcements. Happy to answer any questions you may all have. Thanks so much, Mary. All right, do we have any commissioner questions or comments for Mary on the staff report? And seeing none, oh yeah, that is exciting. Um, <laughs> four in the morning, huh? <laughs> Good work. <laughs> All right, seeing no uh, commissioner comments, I would like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number seven, the staff report? Um, we will be taking in public or in-person public comment first. If you're listening via WebEx, please raise your hand now. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Um, instructions are on the screen. And there are still no public in person. We'll give it a few seconds for um, online public comment and there's no public comment at this time thanks so much Craig and Tara thank you again so much Mary for uh, the presentation and the information on the awesome installation of a giant sculpture um, looking forward to seeing that all right let's call item number eight if you wish to make public comment on this item you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time item number eight is new business and announcement this item is to allow the commissioners to introduce new agenda items for consideration to report on, hold on, recent art activities and to make announcements. Commissioners, do we have any discussion or comments? Tomorrow, art market. Okay. <laughs> Please join us. <laughs> and I think tonight is SFMOMA Art Bash. Oh, that's right. You know about that one? Ooh. What time does that start? Uh, six o'clock. Okay. Good to know. I didn't know that. Uh, any other commissioners have anything? No. Uh, I do want to mention uh, Art Walk SF in Lower Haight, May 6th, 12 to 5. We'll be on Haight Street between Webster and Pierce Streets. I'm really excited that the Arts Commission will be joining us for at least part of that time um, to conduct the survey that they have been uh, working on and we're really excited to um, host you guys and have you guys join us. So please come down if you guys are free. All right, uh, not seeing any other commissioner uh, discussion, so I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number eight, new business and announcements? Um, we will be taking in-person public comment first. If you're listening via WebEx, please raise your hand now. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Instructions are on the screen. There is no in-person public, so we'll give it a few seconds to... And there's no public comment at this time. 
Okay, great. Then let's call item number nine, which is adjournment. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yay.